We had the founder of Social Catfish on last week, David McClellan, and we liked your style and certainly appreciate your knowledge, David. Did you have a chance to see the Senate report on the fraud and scam cases on Zelle? Yeah, it's it's not anything we're surprised about. Um, you know, one thing we've seen, you know, as technology increases, the scams always shift the new technology, the new trends. And so it's definitely not a surprise. I mean, in the past, we've seen, you know, money laundering and, and scams happening through, you know, uh, sites like MoneyGram and, and, you know, even through PayPal. And this is just the evolution of that. And something's going to have to change um, to to slow this down. So... Yeah, and the company that, uh, I guess the parent company of Zelle, says that um, 99% of these transactions go without any hitch or any issues. And I read that $500 billion in funds were sent via Zelle in just last year's time frame. From tr- I, I, I find that stunning. I mean, it is something I use almost monthly, but I wasn't sure so many other people were using it as well. Is it something you yeah. use? Yeah, I, I use Zelle all the time now, you know, especially, you know, since the pandemic, you know, all the, you know, cashless apps, you know, have really, you know, spurred, you know, we've seen, you know, this fall in within the trends of scams too, you know, like over the last 12 months, we've seen the amount of money lost through scams has doubled and, and this is definitely falling. Do you think the banking industry isn't happy with peer-to-peer platforms like that and and maybe there's some increased scrutiny of Zelle? So, I mean, anytime you add a, a new way of doing things, you know, it's it's always the wild, wild west and companies are trying to figure out how to, you know, keep up or even slow them down if they're competition. I mean, without a doubt, you know, we see that with, you know, auto manufacturers and, and, and you know, different industries. And so, you know, I, I have no doubt. I mean, but peer-to-peer is, is where things have been spreading and you've seen a lot of other companies like PayPal and 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 zoom and all these other companies you know either get bought out or spur because you know this is what how people want to transact and engage with each other financially yeah and quite frankly you you know you really don't get help much or much help from your bank in my opinion these days i mean even if you went in and you said hey i want to turn in these quarters they're like yeah we don't do that so i mean peer-to-peer trends yeah it just seems to be an easy way and what most people do so how do we keep ourselves safe so first of all, don't ever send money to people you don't know. You know, one thing we did, you know, even before the whole Zelle thing came out, you know, we, we have scammers that, you know, have converted over and we interview them. So we do a lot of research throughout the year to not only understand scam trends, but understand why scammers are doing different things. And what was explained to us is that they're using Zelle because it's instant. So in the past, they would use like, you know, MoneyGram and, and PayPal and all these different means, but you'd have to get that money you know, transfer it or go pick it up was Zelle's instant. And so what they're doing is they're either using, you know, money mules to transfer this money or they're, they're creating identity theft and, and creating fake accounts to, you know, funnel this money and that money's instant. So as soon as that money gets transferred, it's in their account. They can pull it out, you know, before anything happens. So the first thing to know is like, if you're sending any money through Zelle, like once it's been sent, it's been sent, you know, less than 50% of the funds are being refunded, you know, through fraud and scams. And so, it's extremely important to really know who the person is on the other end that you're sending money to. Yeah, I, I got involved in something. My nephew asked for some help, and I was selling money not to him, but somebody. that it was, It's just a long story. But nonetheless, I called my bank immediately because I immediately 
knew that something was wrong here. And they're like, if you would have called with that other person on the phone while the transaction was in process, perhaps we could have done something. But the fact of the matter is it's it's done. It's gone. The money is is not coming back. And I've seen that with other friends who send money to someone and one letter in the name might be off. Just one letter. Mm-hmm. So is it best to send that request first or have someone send you a request before you actually forward the money? Yeah, I mean, once you've sent the money, it's, it's gone. So, I mean, it can't hurt to, to have the request. I mean, it also, you know, what I do is I'll have somebody take a screenshot of their, you know, Zelle and, you know, with their, you know, either their email or their phone number to make sure I'm sending it to the right person. That way, if, you know, there's a typo or something, you know, off, I've made that mistake and not the other person. So that's definitely something that you can do. You know, if you have lost money, always go to the bank you know, um, and file a claim, but also file a police report. Look, like things have to change. And and what I've realized is that, um, you know, if you put a little pressure on the banks to um, investigate things and to, um, you know, refund that money, sometimes you can make that happen. In the end, the bank has a responsibility to keep you safe as a consumer, especially if you're transferring money from bank to bank or, or even their own bank. And so those are different things that you can try if you have lost money through scams to try to recover some of those funds. We have seen that work, but you should always file a police report and, and, and start there too. David McClellan is the founder of Social Catfish. So you've actually talked to people who did this for a living. They were fraudsters. They were scammers. They've left that part of their life behind and they've given you the information to share with us on how not to get scammed. Is that true? Yeah. And in fact, you know, they like throughout the year, we get access to, to essentially scammers playbooks that, that they give us. And, you know, it's either like, a, you know, step by step on how they teach each other how to do things or it's a scripted playbook, you know, depending on the type of scam, like a romance scam where they copy and paste text. I mean, these networks of fraudsters, they're fairly sophisticated. And again, like I said, like as technology changes, so do they. And, you know, we all make fun of the Nigerian Prince days. Well, these scams are all evolutions of those. You know, if you really think about it, I mean, they're essentially tricking people into making decisions on the spot so they can steal money from them. And has anybody come out with a playbook to warn consumers and to tell us how not to be scammed? I mean, you know, I would think that Zelle would offer that information when you download their app or you become involved with the process of peer-to-peer transactions. So all these companies are actually pretty good about publishing information about scams, but they're not great about uh, making easy to find. And so if you Google any company and you just look up, you know, scam prevention or scams, you'll typically find information. So Facebook has this, Zelle even has this. If you Google, you know, Zelle scams, um, Zelle has uh, like they have information about scams right now. So they all do do that. Um, you know, I do uh, probably 100 interviews a year, you know, where we educate people about scams and different things. We do an annual status scams that breaks down the scam trends. So, you know, we definitely try to try to do everything that we can do. But in the end, you know, this comes back to education. And so, you know, what we realize is that, you know, most people are scammed. They're scammed because they're not aware that these things exist. And, and 78% of the people that are actually involved in these types of scams are actually have either a full college education or some college education. So they're not, they're not, they're not dumb people. And, and so, you know, uh, like I say this all the time, you know, we all go to school, we learn about math, science, we, we even learn about sex and drugs, but we don't learn about online safety. As fast as things are changing on the internet, 
that has to start becoming a priority where, you know, people are educated about safety. They're educated about different platforms because realistically, all these platforms that this stuff happens on, it's not like Zelle is building the platform to enable scams. They're building a platform because they want to make it easy for people to transact with one another. And there's a lot of people that benefit from that. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, you know, scammers will exploit anything and they, they exploit these financial institu- institutions. They exploit these social networks, these dating sites, all these different places where these scams happen. And but there needs to be something that changes that, you know, protect that, that actively and proactively uh, protects consumers. I'm with you. Thank you so much for joining us. David McClellan, founder of Social Catfish. Hey, coming up, I want to talk quickly about those butter boards. Why are we just eating butter off a board these days? And do you have little critters trying to get into your house? We've got somebody that can help you. And about DCFS, this latest story is heartbreaking. We'll get the details and how it could have been prevented. But Steve has your news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. 